Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, where we bring you tips, techniques and all the information we wish we had all those years ago, starting out as young songwriters. I'm your host, Jamie Coop, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Callum Myrams. In future episodes, we will bring you lots of guest interviews with songwriters, musicians, publishers, and all sorts of industry experts, as well as an ongoing question and answer section fueled by you guys. Our promise on this show is to keep it practical, keep it informative, and throw in a few laughs and stories along the way. So we hope you enjoy this, and we both look forward to this journey with you guys to help you become better songwriters. Hola. There we go. Hey, guys. So picking up on that last question, if we could, sure. um, something I have primed you on, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But what is your, what's the biggest setback or the hardest knock that you can remember a specific event that's happened to you in your time in music? Do you know what, when you sent me that question, um, I think that was the hardest one for me to sort of answer. Um, I think, oh, do you know what, this is such a tough one, because I don't think it's a specific thing. Um, yeah, that's fine. When I was fortunate enough to sign my first deal um, with with Family Tree over in Sweden, awesome. um. I, you know, I had, I put my, a song out called Something More, which I wrote with two Swedish friends of mine called Marcus, and ja- Marcus, um, Marcus Lindbergh and Janmar Weiland. Um, and it was an acoustic song. No, sorry. It was a, just, it was an electric guitar and, um, just vocals pretty much. Yeah. And that song ended up going out. And I, at this point I was lifeguarding and, um, I was just writing yeah. songs and I was just ready for something in to happen. Um, ready for something more, weren't you? Yeah, ready. Hey, um, and um, that happened. And I got this song came out, and I had no idea what to expect. I'd never been signed to a label before, um, and that song got over like eighteen million streams. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I think it's, it's growing. I think I, I looked at it yesterday, and it's still on like four hundred playlists. And I'm like, that's Jeez. that's just wild. Um, but but at that point in time, you know, as like um, just a inexperienced, you know, I was still really quite young at this point. Um, I thought this is it. You know, I thought yeah. it's like the next one, next one that I, that goes up is going to get forty million streams. Yeah, and um, I think sixteen year old me, if I if I had just if I could go back in time and say to sixteen year old me who'd never written a song in his damn life. You're gonna get 18 million streams. I I would have just I, I would have high fived myself and been like, well, that's it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think what happened was is that you know a, a series of events which which I won't dive into. Um, you know, in in the record business, you know, it's very of the moment, and you know, it wasn't long before before after that song went out that um. By I, I yeah I can't get too much into it, but I I sort That's of right. put, sort of put into it another. I had to go into another situation and move label uh, because of you know contracts ending and all that sort of stuff. And people moving or that um, kind of thing. People like that, moving yeah. and you know uh, people were changing jobs into different 
different labels yeah. um in which the it wasn't the same the same team behind the, me or the or the songs um which put me in a situation where i was then writing music for a label that didn't that didn't fit me you know it, it was something yeah um and i think the biggest hit for me was allowing that to get me down um because i did have that great success with something more and you know for a lot of people that should be enough but as a songwriter all you ever want is more you know yeah. you, you all, all you you know Literally. it never ends it's, it's like a constant search for something that probably doesn't even exist um but i think i allowed you know those couple years after i had that success thinking oh i've i've done it i've bolted it you know i've i've messed this up i'm i had that yeah. one thing and that was it when when in reality there's so many other things at play that it didn't it shouldn't have it shouldn't have made me feel like oh that was it because like going back to our previous thing that we were talking about earlier it's just i love writing music and i sort of let that get a little bit lost at some point yeah. and i wasn't just writing the music for writing the music i was i was writing music because i thought i needed to get 20 million streams like, every time right yeah. instead of yeah. just going like what's the best song today yeah. that i can come up with and, and i kind of feel like you know i still have my days now but like I, st- I feel like i've gone full circle with it and i'm able to sort of look at it now and go okay well just because i did that does it doesn't mean that it won't happen again but if it doesn't happen again, then I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to make a living out of writing music, just like every other person that wants to to write music. You know, all, all we want is to just have enough of have enough of what we can to keep doing what we love. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's it. I think that's, yeah. that's pro- probably the that was the biggest, you know, what if moment or or mistake or hit that I went through. Yeah. That's great. You've actually combined as well. You kind of put turning point in the career with something more. Yeah. And then the biggest hit comes right after that. And that's kind of a lesson to, I would say a lot of people and, you know, having been, you know, if you are dropped from labels and stuff, you'd be surprised who it hasn't happened to, you know, all of the biggest artists have been dropped a number of times. And I think getting up and wanting to write that new song, that's what you've said there. That's, that's really important and, and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to ask you now actually, because we could, we could come back to this one day, but I know for a fact you've been to one or two writing camps. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And would you, would you mind just like taking us into one of those rooms? Who was in there? What was the setup? What was the atmosphere? And, and how did the, how did the sessions go for you? Sure. Um, I think every artist has a different opinion of what camps are like, uh, in a way like the, 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 I've done a couple camps, but I'll talk, talk to you about the, um, the ultra camp that, uh, that I did, um, ultra being the, the dance music, the camp. label. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I went to Amsterdam, um, and it was a three day camp and I nice. must've written with, I don't know, let's say 25 people. In three days. In three days. Oh, nuts. And how many sessions was that? Sorry, was it like two a day or something? It was like you three said. a day. 
three a day. So like you're expected, not expected, but the hope is to go in and bond <laughs> with each <laughs> yeah. and every single How? one of these people <laughs> yeah. and, and come up with something that they can pitch or, you know, for you or whatever. So, um, and I, 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 I loved every minute of it. I, I mean, it's scary, but you know, it's great experience. Yeah. But, but, um, but in a way it is very terrifying and, um, you know, actually that, that was how I met LMG Outfly. Which you were signed with. Which yeah. I was signed with um, for about a year, I think. Um, yeah. Great guys. Absolutely fantastic guys. So supportive. But that actually, I had a session. They were the last session that I had at this ultra camp. And um, they ended up, we, they didn't contact me because we wrote a song. But they didn't contact me for, I think it was about six months after the session. Right. And that's how weird this industry is. It's like you don't know, you don't know what friends you're making, <laughs> like if you're doing yeah. it. And you uh, met 25 people. You like you might oh, have yeah. the first four were your best mates, and then actually no, it's these two guys at the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it's a it's a great experience to do it. But um, is it my preferred way of writing? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> why is that? If you could just shed a bit of light. Like, um, in a session, is it really intense? Yeah. Are people yeah. friendly? Or I, I think on the label's behalf, you know, they go in and it, there's no, they, they're just like, let's see if we can come up with some magic, which is which is great. But yeah. um, I think for some of the writers who haven't done it before, and this was quite new to me at this point, um, it's it's hard to just go into a room and be like, let's write here. Like mm. it's weird, right? Yeah. Well, it's like you said earlier, you need to write a hundred songs probably, and even over what three sessions a day three day, three days times a week yeah that's still not 100 songs yeah. so it's it's tough yeah and i mean you're going into into one room and you're writing a song about heartbreak and then you're going into another yeah. room like two hours later <laughs> writing about heartbreak i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, used all my heartbreak yeah lines. yeah i mean I mean, so many times the heart yeah. can break right exactly um so your brain is going at like a hundred miles an hour like the whole time that you're there and um, you yeah. get into bed at the end of the night and you're like, holy hell. You like, didn't see Amsterdam, did you? I, I do you know what I, I did. Um, oh, nice. I, I've got a, a pretty funny story, actually, uh, about that, where um, Go for at it. this point I, I was just about to sign to Ultra. So this is a bit off, bit off track now. But, no, don't. Um, and Michelle, uh, the guy who, who signed me at the first label, he was the guy that brought me over to, over to Ultra. Um, I was meant to meet him in the morning for breakfast the day, the second day that I was there. And um, he, I ended up going out that night in Amsterdam with a few of the guys that that I was riding with. So, you know, we had a few beers and, and you know, and uh, I think, it, I think it was like, I think it was actually like 10 p.m. at night. And I'm going to say this in the nicest way. I, I, I'd had too many drinks. I, I, at this I can point, imagine that. Sorry, man. I'd had too many drinks at this point in time. But I, I'd made arrangement to have breakfast with Michelle in the morning. <laughs> and um, he texts me at about 10, 10 p.m. when I'm with these guys who I just had a session yeah. with. And he's like, Luke, I can't meet you in the morning. We're going to have to meet tonight. So oh, no. I, I was, I couldn't believe it, man. I, I, I was not in the place <laughs> to be going <laughs> and meeting hmm. with, with record label guys. 
And um, I ended up going to this, uh, getting going out of this bar, not knowing where the hell I was. I'd never been here before in my life. Yeah. Getting a taxi 45 minutes away from the center mm. of Amsterdam to meet this, to me, I mean, I have a great, a great relationship with Michelle at this point. Um, and having a meal with, with him and meeting Patrick, the guy who owns Ultra, whilst in this at I, 11 p.m. At 11 p.m. in this, in one of the fanciest places I've ever been in. Like, I'm pretty sure the chandeliers in this place cost more than my house. Like, <laughs> and I was just, I was, I just, I can't, I can't believe I even managed to talk at this point because I, I was an experience and a half, but I'll never ever forget. <laughs> forget the state I was in when I got there and I managed to pull myself together and have a, a free course meal with <laughs> someone who, you know, impressive. was doing so much for my for my career. But I just wish in hindsight that I just w- wish I just hadn't had that that third third too many beers. <laughs> third too many. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. So that's what happens. Did you write the next day as well? Um yeah. But I think the session started a little bit later in the day but um man they know, man these they? are these are the things you remember forever like but that's what we said earlier isn't it like you did like you said you met 25 people you probably wrote nine songs about heartbreak but what you remember <laughs> is is those yeah. beers you had on in the uh yeah it's great that's good and i think it's, it's it's very intense and it's cool for people to hear that you know you hear stories of you know songwriters or models or whatever they go to these different parts of the world but actually they're probably just inside a hotel room or a studio or you know, working. Yeah. So bear that in mind. And, you know, camps would be amazing. That's something we'll talk about. Maybe we'll get you back and we'll talk about yeah, yeah. Um, some of these things yeah. more in depth. I, I would definitely, and, just sorry to cut, cut you off, man. I definitely, if you, if anyone listening is ever in a situation where they get the opportunity to go to a camp, go. Because it is, you will learn so much and the people you meet are amazing. That's it, isn't it? Again, it's mm. that point, the people you're going to meet. You may think, oh, it's this this session while you're staring at Pro Tools that I'm going to yeah. get it. But actually, it's the dude behind you who's having a coffee and, and taking it easy that's going to change your future. Yeah. So, you know, like we said before, be really open and, and be really enjoyable to be around. So the closing question, because this is a podcast about sure. songwriting, about maybe some of the things you didn't know about songwriting. So if you could, can you tell us something about songwriting in your experience that maybe people listening might not know about or something that's not very obvious about songwriting you think to the general listener um whew, uh it sounds a little one, bit so don't worry you know, yeah. it sounds it sounds a little bit cliche because i kind of already said it at the start but um go for it. it i i think i think a lot of listeners to music think that you know you write a song in the moment of you writing a song and 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 that is primarily the case in a lot of rooms. But I think that I, you know, I've written songs in the most annoying of places when I've been out in, like in my car or I've been in the supermarket or, yeah. or, or, or I've been in um, somewhere where I have no means to, to write it down. And um, I, I think what would be interesting for people who don't write music is is to know how much haunt is not the word because 
it's not a haunting. It's just, it follows you. It's just who you are. And when you're listening to something on the radio or on, on Spotify, there's a really good chance that what you are actually listening to is something real. You know, I, I, I think people need to remember that when you're listening to a song, this is something that that person has experienced. Um, I don't know if I'm answering the question correctly at this point, but um, I no, think no, I think your, your point great. there is yeah. I, I think it's, great. It, it's not all about being able to play G, D, C, and E. You know, best chords. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That that's chords. Um, it it's about being an absolutely open human being, and knowing that you might write a song about the girl that you see serving coffee to a guy in a coffee shop, you know, she, she might, you know, you yeah. may, you make up stories about people that you see and, you know, and I think that's the great thing about songwriting is that it, a lot of the time, okay, sometimes it's absolute nonsense, but for a lot of the writers that I know, everything is just like in real time and you're writing about, you're writing about real things and real people and i think that's the magic things of it and i think i don't i think people need to really listen to that when they listen to music yeah i think as Very well awesome. like with you mentor or not is a really really good point about how it doesn't always come to you when you're sat at your keyboard like you said because we talk about having to sit down and work and write songs but like you said you need a voice memo ready you need your notes and lyrics ready because yeah. like you said it's almost like a curse or an affliction. I've heard it talked about, like Chris Stapleton talked about it. But yeah, it'll come to you anyway in the supermarket and you need to be ready if you're really serious about it. It's the same as taking that tough session that's going to be successful yeah. to be serious about recording yeah. when you're in yeah. Tesco's. Sometimes you need to get that voice memo out, don't you? And you just need to, if that melody hits you, even if it's in a place where you're uncomfortable, you need to take it because if you leave the supermarket and you'll have forgotten it and then that could have been something really special. Yeah, it could have it could have like catapulted you into your next your next song, your next session. So these mm. things are really, really important. Um in summary, I think if you guys pick through this conversation we've had with Luke today, you're gonna get so many gems, there's a couple of stories there, things you're gonna be really, really able to use when you go into sessions and when you're learning. So I think on behalf of all of us, we wanna say, first of all, we're gonna have you back. Secondly, Dude, uh, thanks, thank man. you so thanks. much for doing this man like um man thank you so much for having me on guys oh mate absolute pleasure and thank you so much for all of the the insight sharing your experiences and we look forward to the next time so thank you guys for listening and say goodbye to luke thank you so much guys thank you so much see you later thank you so much for listening to find out more about us and to get in touch please head over to i wish i knew that pod on instagram and don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I wish I knew that pod at gmail.com and we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.